<laughs> yeah, that's quite nice. That's quite a good an opening gambit. I'm looking at him in my rear view mirror. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! You're listening to episode all of the fives, 55 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and I am wrapped in rainbows at the mere thought of this week's guest. Carry on. Of course, this week we are joined by the lovely, handsome and remarkable Luke Preble of Canterbury fame. Yes. Now touring, playing and writing with Thomas Jenkins. Tom Jenkins, lovely. Friend of the podcast. And we're going to be getting into all sorts from his new album, Misery and Comfort. And Luke's going to be talking all about everything Canterbury from their breakup, their last ever tour. The potential of other gigs. Yes. I would like that. And not only this, but 2019 actually marked the 10th year anniversary of their debut studio album, Thank You. Awesome. So he's going to be reminiscing thank about that. Thank you to them. Yes, massively Cheers, thank boys. you. Um, if you haven't checked out Canterbury, I urge you to check out Canterbury immediately. Yes. Um, genuinely, in my eyes, one of the most underrated British rock bands of our time. I remember saying to them, we took them on tour with We Are The Ocean, I think, and we did, um, the Blackout did Camden Roundhouse. And I remember saying to um, Mike and Luke, please, please remember that we took you on tour when you're massive like Coldplay, because I was sure that they were going to be massive, and they deserve to be, because they were brilliant songwriters, lovely chaps, as you find out, and uh, yeah, yeah, great well, band. It, yeah, well, this is another guest we've wanted on the podcast for ages. Yes. Luke, just to come on here and talk about his newfound love for music, and he's going to be talking about what he's now up to yes. outside of the Canterbury days, and everything in between. As Sean said, a band that I feel we're really a band's band really in the music industry and that a lot of fans were really saddened that they ended when they did well me very much so me Mm. included Um, yeah gutted when they did Uh, gutted they still are for now for now is it for now you'll have to listen to the rest of the episode to find out yes but as we did mention he's now touring with Thomas Jenkins we recorded this I think he goes by Tom Jenkins Think of the artwork. Full title. Yeah, but... Uh, he's Thomas Jenkins to all me. All right, all right. Thomas Jones. Just checking. All right, yeah. Well, Tom Jenkins then. Well, yeah, that's his stage. Okay. You know. well, do you want me to do that, that again? Well, no. We leave this bit in, because it's funny. But anyway, we were calling <laughs> this backstage yeah. at Cardiff's Club Evo Bar. No, we didn't. No, we, we didn't. Record? No, we no, didn't. We didn't. Where did actually. we record this? We recorded this. Same place we're recording this intro and outdoor right now. In your car. In my car. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, the Patreon is doing better than ever. Yeah. But we can still only afford to do it in my car when we've got time. 
Yeah! I actually forgot about that then. Yeah. Um, but it was a good chat. It was a very good chat, as you will now hear. But what I was going to mention is, you know that new album that Luke features on? Yes. Playing the bass yes. on Misery and Comfort. Yes. People might want to go and check out their album, and they might also want to go and buy a copy Oof. of their record on CD or vinyl, because there's something very special on the artwork. Is that the album he's brought out with you with the naked photos on the front? No, that's the next one coming very oh. soon. They weren't supposed to tell anyone about Sean. Ooh, somebody wants to tell the police about it. It's disgusting. Oh, God. Spread Eagle. Did you have to be Spread Eagle? Because Tom told me that. No, wait. Tom told me he just asked you to do like a life drawing naked pose. And you said, Tom, I will only. Do you know who the fuck. You said, Do you know who the fuck I am? I'm one of the hosts of Sapling Podcast. If I want to be splayed apart on the cover of your album, I will be spread eagle. That's what I heard. Is that true? I cannot confirm or deny those rumors. Oh, we've got to wait for the next Tom Jenkins album. Shit. Carry on. Yeah, what are we saying? Anyway, I'm just really excited for Luke to come on and talk Canterbury, <laughs> Thomas Jenkins, and everything else in between. If you haven't heard already, moving on from these allegations, if you love what we do and like us talking to your favorite bands, why not check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Yes. You can get involved with our lovely community that has turned into a family. We're going to be doing a Christmas meetup very, very soon. So get all the details on that. Behind the scenes, memes, gossip, laughs, find your new best friend, and yeah, just... Or a lover. Or a lover, that mm. too. It's a bit crazy. Patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Yes! Cool. If you also like what we do... Check us out on Twitter. I got this from you, but... Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll take it from you. If you like what we do, or you don't like what we do, please let us know on Twitter or Instagram, at Pod. That's at, you know, the A with a curl around it. S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That didn't go slower. I know that sounds like Morgan might have digitally altered that, but no, that was me just doing voice trickery. You could have, you? Thanks. So this is our first ever full episode of the podcast recorded in your car. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> but what a, what a great podcast it is. It is. Should we get on with it? We should. Good. Here we go, Ed. Sapnin! <laughs> Sapnin! Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sapman! Sapman! Yes! You're listening to Sapman Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and Morgan Richards, my good friend Morgan Richards. This week's guest is the ever-lovely, beautiful to look at, mm-hmm. not bad on the old bass, Correct. as good as singing as he is on the bass, Ooh. beautiful Luke Preble. Yes! Look at that for an intro. Do I speak now? Yeah, I yeah. thought there was a chance where I get to do the sapnin bit. Oh, yeah, there is normally. Should, oh, should we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we'll do that again. Sapnin! 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 Yay! Yay! Sorry, I, yeah, I was too eager to get <laughs> into yeah. the chat. He's so excited oh, no, to fine. have you on. I thought, I thought I was witnessing the intro bit that you do on your oh, own. Oh, no, 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 like, no. Oh, fuck, they do that with the, with no, the person. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you talk for I was like, how long is this? Are we going to go? Yeah, we're going to go through all the stuff and the gigs they've been to. Patreon.com for us. Yes, our guest this week is Luke Preble, who is currently on tour with the elegant Welsh voice of an angel that is Thomas Jenkins. Nice, I was going to say friend of the podcast. All right, he's a friend of the podcast as well, but he does have the voice of an angel. Yes. And uh, yeah, Luke is currently on tour with Tom. And, and um, what a pleasure it is. And mm. yes, you might also... One he's of also the reason that I spend a lot of time in Wales at well, the moment. Tom Jenkins? So, yeah, yeah. So he's still... Well, this, this, this band, this yeah. the reason I'm on tour now and the reason we had to rehearse for tour, I guess. And I spend all my time in Wales now. Um, it's happening. How, how are you finding it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, which which bit? The being in Wales all the time, or yeah, the being in Wales all the <laughs> time. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's. Uh, I'm living in the London at the moment, oh, so the um, London. Oh, so uh, coming uh, coming up. To <laughs> I left my band, didn't I? So <laughs> um, yeah, money bags. We'll get, uh, that, we'll get to yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I. It's fresh air. That's what it is. Up at Tom's farm. Have you been up to the farm? No, no, no. Tom's farm. It's just uh, you know when they people say, oh, it's a breath of fresh air. It actually, it actually is. is. It literally is. Many wow. breaths of fresh air awesome. so uh, maybe that's where it comes from maybe fresh air comes from that is his farm he doesn't 
he's not a sheep farmer. The Amazon is the lungs of the earth. That's Barlacks. Yeah, it's yeah, Tom's farm. Yeah, yeah, he, he exports yeah. fresh air. He doesn't have anything to do with lambs or sheep. He's not a shepherd. He's a fresh air exporter. Bloody good at it. <laughs> oh my it's brilliant. God. I love this. Yeah, no, it's gone. Well, it's we should gone probably so mention the fact that yes. we're actually recording this in Sean's car. Again. Again. This has happened. But it's the first interview guest yes. podcast of the podcast is coming Sorry, inside Luke. the car Sorry, I got... feel quite comfortable now. I think I think if it was um, in some kind of like official place it would feel a bit formal and I'd feel a bit weird about it oh nice okay, I was saying well. to Sean earlier that um had some good conversations in the back of a car in my years you know that's that's where that's where stuff <laughs> so, that's well, a bit weird doesn't it that's not really supposed to be like that but like you know when you're growing up <laughs> You know, yeah, we've all Rolling done it. We've all done it. Um, Doobie or something. Yeah, so tonight is car- the Cardiff date of it's the, the tour. Cardiff date. Um, I believe we did London yesterday. We did London yesterday. How was that? London was great. Yeah, London was. Um, we did the Water Rats nice. um, in Kings Cross. It's kind of sketchy when we arrived. There was like fifty, maybe fifty police cars like buzzing around oh, really? Kings Cross Station. Helicopter in the air, ambulances and shit. We were like, oh fuck. Um, turned all out, turned out somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that was our escort in. It turned out later that somebody had just been casually stabbed in the oh, tube station, so it wasn't like as a, you are, as you do. It was just yeah. normal London my stuff. Least favorite way to be stabbed casually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because it's just a bit sort of claustrophobic, isn't it? Down well, there. Yeah, I'd rather aggressively. Okay, fine. Yeah, you could kind of see it coming, but casually stabbed is just da da da. Oh, ah! Yeah, not expecting that. Yeah, you don't wanna. But yeah, we did London. It was cool. There was lots of people there from like years gone by. It felt like a kind of really nice reunion show. Nice. Um, I mean, it's just a real pleasure playing with Tom. He's just a very talented man, yes. a very lovely man. Um, the, 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 with Tom, you don't get that kind of like, let's take ourselves really seriously thing. And it's purely for the love of music, which is exactly why I'm doing it, I suppose, yeah. and no, why I think yeah. he wanted me involved in the first place. Fantastic mm. voice as well. He has a really lovely voice, and I'm just like kind of just straight up a fan as well. So mm. it's uh, every now and then I catch myself like gawping a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, no, wait, wait, I'm supposed to be here on business. This is supposed right, to be doing so, yeah, something. Yeah, we caught a bit of sound check earlier, and it, uh, it sounds beautiful. He like, is. He's a he's a he's a talented man. That boy. So anyone listening here, this is the first opportunity we'll say to check out his new record yes misery and comfort which yes. is on spotify i believe but also spotify. available to buy on a vinyl or a cd you yeah. know if you want to well, hear it get the cd hear it how it should be heard yeah we, we get double thanks yes that's incredible it's the first time my name has ever been inside of a cd oh is it really, yeah. is it really? Yeah, it actually is nice moment yeah. so this is actually quite a big day for you like yeah, you're keeping really it inside day. but yeah. this is yeah. he does this all the time yeah though, really right? chuffed yeah I find out things <laughs> after alright oh, okay like, he, was, he said to me one day he was like oh is there any chance we could go and interview May Day Parade right and I was like what day is it and he was like oh so it's <laughs> on a Sunday and I was like oh I have some stuff planned and he was like alright never mind and then he came closer to the day and he was like he just looked Oh yeah, one of my favourite bands of all time is Mayday Parade. Oh. Well, <laughs> tell me that then. <laughs> tell me that then. Sell it to me. Sell it to me. Or we will go. Yeah. We will go and meet these people. We will go and talk to these people. Amazing. But he does that all the time. That's so. good. I mean, maybe yeah. this is the size of a cool, calm, collected journalist. Oh, you know? thank you yeah, very that, much. Perhaps that's what it is. And you know, if you let it all out that you're just like gushing, then no one's going to take you well, seriously. Well, you know, I don't have to brag, but you know, show the but keep it. 
many of you listeners are listening to this I've got your name in a CD probably fucking none yeah Morgan's better than you <laughs> sorry uh, yeah. well, I'm, I enjoyed that well, you should be proud I say oh yeah. thanks it is, uh, oh but, that's nice uh, yeah but going back to these yeah, shows yeah. how is it being like for you to play uh, on the road and stuff again because obviously you've had a couple of years out of the thing five, out of the industry five years yeah um, yes it's amazing actually like uh, I think from from playing music I'm gonna say semi-professionally um, there's all all the all the elements of that that are a joy and that are a pleasure being in the studio writing music um, and performing music the, the one bit that's been missing I suppose that is the performance of the music because there's nothing stopping me sit down in my bedroom and write a song there's nothing stopping me set up in a home studio or go record some stuff with some people all that that creativity can be exercised already but the playing shows you need that vehicle mm. to do that um, and that is now being fulfilled it's kind of intense because now I'm five years older than I was and like day one in I was spewing Oh, wow. like <laughs> like <I'm, laughs> we got I got overexcited in Liverpool and it was like oh yeah so maybe for like my alcoholism side which I think I've already that's the second time I've mentioned this now it's bad um, <laughs> uh, for that part of it probably not great but no man it's like it's a it's a real pleasure yeah good and it's it's funny like you you kind of click back into muscle memory of like setting up all the gear and like all and and and, and where it was probably a chore by the end of things with the old band it's now like oh I remember this bit it's quite fun and like plugging in all the shit and getting it all working it's yeah. fun yeah, yeah. It's, it's really great has it made you miss the kind of the old days of Canterbury and doing this all the time or is it kind of a more a feeling of just being able to enjoy it again this time a bit more yeah I mean both of those things I think when the bits that I don't miss I'm so glad aren't there like the the pressure that you put on yourself and the desperation when you're looking at ticket sales and um Sean's nodding at me yeah in yeah. sort of no, no, sad yeah. agreement yeah. Yeah, although, <laughs> but no, no, no that, that, that kind of thing where, where you where where it's your your like your entire life your entire existence re relies on that being a success and all that stuff it just isn't there for me i mean i i hope it's not there too much for tom because also this for him this project for him is like a really nice um personal i mean he, he said on the podcast with you guys i think that he just wanted to get an album of solo mm. stuff out he just wanted to see it on a vinyl and and that was enough for him so he's not like putting all this pressure on himself to like make it big and like hope the spotify playlist come along and all this stuff and that is like it beats you up that stuff so not having that feels amazing um but yeah i guess i do miss it to a point because it's yeah. like being up on stage and playing a show and when you're with your band and you're you're in the groove there's not really much that feels like that so it's great to have a little dose yeah, yeah well, no. you mentioned last night in london was the first time that all the canterbury boys were back together in a room How that was is that? true yeah yeah no it was great like we, we see each other all the time kind of separately but weirdly enough we don't get together particularly often just all all four of us um and uh yeah there we were i wasn't really expecting everyone to be there but then they were i mean tom jenkins is the the catalyst nice. the matchmaker what um, um well, I guess people want to know how did Canterbury come to an end and what? Yeah, because it seemed like a really abrupt thing. It did, thing. probably, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably uh, weirdly intentional. 
we um oh man it's a i suppose thinking back on it now i I think about it a lot and i talk about it a lot but um it was like a pretty insane ride the whole thing when we started like way way back like you know we did our first tours in like 2007 2008 um we were just like so excited and so ready to just be rock stars for the rest of our lives like we recorded our first record it sounded better than we were um which was the beginning of the end probably because we couldn't actually live up to what we'd recorded um but like the the journey that we built from there for the next kind of i suppose not quite decade well no about sort of six or seven years three albums um it was just a slog like there's no there's no way of um of covering that up like it was an absolute joy there was there was no reason why any of us would not want to do it i mean you'll know just as well as i will maybe better than i will how amazing it is to be in a band you can't necessarily categorize it as a job because it's fuck all money but as a thing to do and as a thing to spend your time focused on and doing it is probably one of the best things you can do in the world um so it was such a joy but it was it was a fucking effort like and and every time there's a decision to do a new album or to to get into the studio or whatever there's it's not just a light decision that's like a lot of thinking about finances and thinking about how it's all going to work and thinking about whether we all have the time to give to it etc um and i think it got to a point I'm going to really try my best in this this uh, podcast to not sound like some kind of bitter <laughs> failed musician. Um, Fire away. But, but, there, but there's, there's elements of the music industry which um, even at our low level that we were at are fucked. Like th- there's people that are pretending to be there to literally support you through everything to act as like a fifth or sixth member of your band or whatever it is and it's bullshit like yep. it's absolute bullshit because they've got another five or six of those versions of the, you know it's like you're being cheated on yeah kind of um yeah it's like a pimp with yeah, lots of exactly and it's positive. like which one's working and 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 you're obviously only ever the center of your own universe like yep. you you want to be the one that you'll get that's getting the most focus and i mean you know it's easy to see now as i've grown up a bit that that's never going to be the case you're never going to be number one on someone else's radar why would you be um but I think there was there was weird like pivotal moments throughout our musical career where we were like fuck just out of time or just out of luck. Um, the weirdly enough, I wouldn't find myself talking about this normally, but the economic crash which kind of fucked the major labels up yeah. happened. I feel like the day that we had a showcase in London, it was like oh. weird enough at the Water Rats. Um, wow. back in 2008 I think or 2007 um, and we had like the entire industry there and everyone came and was like oh you guys aren't as good as you are on record which is fine that's you know you'd have like okay well maybe a development deal then maybe, maybe something um, and at the, same, at the same time everyone was like fuck we're losing our jobs and no one wants to sign anything that's not a sure thing and no one wants to take any risks on like homegrown music anymore I say that flippantly like there probably was people still doing that but um, that kind of started off a, a, a real slog into the proper DIY mm. way of life which was cool like we always kind of flew slightly under the mainstream like slightly under the radar um, the kind of underdog feel never quite fit into any one scene but were adopted by a couple of scenes yeah. um, 
and then throughout that there was just certain people I, like I'm not and definitely should not mention any names until I've drank two more of these beers but like <laughs> there was people that just kind of promised us everything and then didn't deliver and we'd have been better off not getting them involved in the first place and sticking yeah. like super independent because when we were doing our best work and when we were at mm. our best we were in charge and we were the ones running the show um, but it just got to a point where we were like it, it like it just felt really natural to just call it a day and thought we're growing up a little bit there wasn't external pressure you know it's not like anyone's saying oh you guys need to grow up and quit the bird but we were like we kind of want to like look at the future and not just be in this kind of sort of utopian mindset of like it's all gonna make it we're gonna make it eventually we just need one more single and one more article and one more like so I think we just all had a bit of a slap around the face and we were like if we call it now we won't get really fucked off at each other and someone won't quit and we didn't really want to go out yeah. in like a that's a cool way like a broken yeah. sort of like oh we actually don't get on anymore and it sucks like let's mm. go out technically top of our game announce some shows do it all on good terms all on our terms um and then sold loads of fucking tickets when we hadn't yeah. sold any tickets before. <laughs> and apparently, apparently there's a thousand people in London that wanted to see us <laughs> within a couple of weeks. So that's nah, cool. I mean, it, I, I, can't, I guess I can't answer the question straight up. This is what made us call it a day. Yeah. It, was, it was just, uh, you add enough pressure to something, hmm. something has to give, right? Yeah. yeah. But was it kind of something you could see happening for a while or a split decision? Because forgive me if this is wrong but I think you released Dark Days in 2014 in January and then announced the split and Farewell Tour in December so that year yeah. did you kind of know beforehand or was it just everything developing from the back of that album that you all made that decision also wait a before you answer that I found a tweet or an Instagram post the other day that I wrote saying Canterbury have written have uh, put out the best album of 2014 thanks so, mate what an album what a fucking thank you very album. much yeah we I think it probably was there was so much behind the scenes mess around the release of that record um, and around the sort of the external anyone external that was involved with that like kind of just didn't do their bit really um, and I think that it's a really weird like I guess Sean you'll understand this is a really weird thing when you know you have like a piece of and I don't well, I'm not blowing my own horn here too much but it's like it's a it's a piece of art right yeah. like you put fucking creativity into it and you put effort in and you put months worth of thinking and like um emotion into this thing um and I guess in that in that instance you're not expecting anyone to love it and that's not that's not your yeah. first thought but you're thinking like okay well we've got to give it the best shot because that's that's what we're doing here that's what when we and we know that we have an audience that wants to hear this stuff and I just feel like we were just it was like you know when you walk behind your mate and you like kick his feet like so he trips up on himself yeah. it felt like that's what was going on for the people that were dealing with us I'm sure they have a rebuttal to that and they could be like no no you little sport brats you just wanted it all um but it just felt like we were we just didn't have that platform and when you create something like that and you're just like so excited and you're shitting your pants and you're just like oh my god all of the things in one heading towards this kind of date that someone else has set for you yeah. 
and you get all this collateral around it and all that starts fucking up and falling away and oh sorry and no it wasn't this and it wasn't that 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 feeling of excitedness and shitting your pants combined with that feeling of deflation when something doesn't come through not because you're entitled and expecting it but just because you want it so bad sometimes you were promised it like a lot of yeah a lot for of sure people tell you the exactly yeah, you know, it's a sure thing it's a sure it thing come, it's just oh. such a like it's literally just a pop balloon yeah um and i think that probably when did we release start days Jan- january january 2014 i believe um that when that came out we probably knew we were like well if the momentum wasn't there if we didn't have that bigger kind of like bam there it is either first single or whatever it was second mm. single or whatever goes oh sorry uh, you know BBC Radio 1 don't really like this one it's like fine well try something else we don't really care about BBC Radio 1 that's fine that's one avenue look at all the media out there like come on let's push it people are kind of stuck in their traditional ways and it was a bit like right well these are the guys we're dealing with here so like we're fucked like and we can't now like once that sort of opportunity for climax kind of like bam there it is has kind of gone your thought just goes to well we need another record now yeah. and it's mm. like well like we can't sort of re-shop that one and like have another go so you just yeah you just kind of wig out a bit and I think that I think that probably well, I think we probably made the decision shortly after that okay. that release maybe in our own minds individually and then together in a room later on that year yeah I remember vividly though typing out the the message to post out to people oh. I really remember it like just typing oh. away but feeling quite sort of proud about it and quite excited to oh, do good. it yeah because I was completely the other way oh, fuck like, I knew yeah where. I know because I was the only one who didn't want to oh, like I was fuck. like fucking no we can carry on let's be a pub band forever yeah I don't give a fuck if I'm 89 yeah. and I'm still singing children of the night <laughs> fucking yeah. let me do it this is what I meant to do and then yeah it just it happened and like December the 1st we announced yeah. and I think it was such a sad day because we'd announced but then at the time um, I was very big into wrestling at the time and there was a wrestler called uh, Wade Barrett whose gimmick was Bad News Barrett right so he'd go <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news right. and then he'd go <laughs> WWE is cancelled or right, whatever yeah, right yeah. so that day I tweeted oh, I should have got Wade Barrett to really that would have been good yeah but then he did Blackout fans, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> Off his own back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. fuck. So, um, so yeah, that was the only thing that day that cheated. Me. Like otherwise, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have been like, oh, my bands, yeah, my well, you've got to take it away and, and get it. And then, I'm afraid I got some bad news. I was like, yeah, finally. But, but also, <laughs> yeah. but also, fuck that bad news yeah, really sucks. It was, yeah, it just so it's nice to you that you had that kind of mm. yeah, we, more powerful moment it was a, than I it did was a, it was just um, a genuinely yeah, an overwhelming sense of pride when we did it we were like fuck nice. like if we just like just put a full stop at the end of it now we're, we're the last show we play is the biggest show we'll play and that's a good place to go out and we just wanted to like we just wanted to burn out rather than fade out I guess that's, yeah, that's the look, cliche that's a good way to look at it and to hear because I think the last thing anyone wants is for like, a band they love to, of course. to just hate each other and fall apart in that way but reflecting on those last shows for you was that just a perfect ending to the band <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah there's loads of nuances in my yeah. mind that's just like oh well this and that and that. but yeah it was uh, it was a perfect ending we we did three shows um, Birmingham Manchester London 
and it was the first time we, because we sold them out in like <laughs> the click of a finger and we were like we'll get a tour bus <laughs> it's yeah. the only time we've ever been on a tour bus nice um, it's, it's we like, did that for our last tour yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck it one more yeah but Come you guys on. have been on tour buses before yeah. like, yeah, but like we, we, we had been like the splitter generation and before that like the fucking LDV convoy which yeah. unfortunately I crashed at one point <laughs> so that was no more but the tour bus thing was like weirdly when you're even younger than even in a band you don't have a name for your band but you're kind of jamming out in like school music practice rooms yeah. and that the thing you want is a tour bus oh, yeah. you, you're not one you're day. not bothered about you don't even know how the industry works you don't have a clue I how know the inside of one of them looked like right. I knew I wanted one oh, you, but, you, but <laughs> what you do is you queue up outside of shows at like the London Astoria when you're growing up as a kid with your 20 quid in your sock to see Newfound Glory to buy a t-shirt <laughs> and the tour bus is there you're like that's that's what I'm going for yeah. so the, those kind of little tick boxes we were like we've got three shows left we better do it nice. <laughs> and uh yeah it was mad though like because you're sitting in there it's all a bit, all a bit overwhelming quite quite literally like that in the true sense of the word like overwhelming you're just like i just can't even comprehend any of this now yeah but yeah it was the perfect ending i would say nice on the whole Good. what um what did everybody end up doing after the band what did uh everybody do individually well because that seems to be a thing it's a good it's a interested. good question yeah um there's definitely still music in everybody's lives um i got a job um actually which i fucking love to be honest with you i got a job uh i work for an advertising agency in the hr team cool like in the in the like the people department and i, I basically just get to spend my day um working with like 250 super creative super like motivated energized people that love what they do and i get to support them through their careers and support them through their like emotional challenges and like i feel like i've done like a psychology degree by just working at this company i still i still work there been there like five years now and i kind of blew my own mind by being like oh shit turns out i've wasn't just destined to be a rock star <laughs> like yeah. it turns out this desk job is actually pretty sick um and there's a lot to be had and weirdly um like quite a positive spin is like there's a, i realize when i'm spending my entire day working right like like office job i say office yeah. job is a fucking advertising agency so it's mad as fuck like it's <laughs> absolutely outrageous but there's there's so many hours in the day to be stimulating your mind and to be able to like be offering people stuff and like yeah. be able to stuff to give um and then you realize in a band i was spending like five six or seven of the hours in the day sat in the back of a van smoking weed and actually not offering the world anything yeah. in that time i kind of i kind of in hindsight actually if there's any like younger bands like listening or people that want to be musicians one of my bits of advice would be like during that time in those down times when you're sat around a dressing room doing fuck all pick your guitar back up or like have another creative yeah. output that time is so dead like it's just dead wasted time it, it, you don't feel like it is because you're like well we've got the show later we've got the thing that people have paid to come and see but it is you're what you're wasting you're numbing your brain and i kind of one of my only sort of regrets in 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 canterbury was like all of those hours where you think you're just yeah. doing nothing or you you think you're doing something doing nothing you, for no, yeah. for something mm. it's for nothing so yeah. like make the most of it nice but now i'm like spending hours all day long like really stimulated in the brain really learning stuff and like 
I'm yeah, I'm I'm chuffed with with how things Good. have turned out for me. The other lads like I mean, yeah, jobs here and there, like I can't I can't speak for them in terms of how much they love their day job, but um I've written music with like both of them on separate occasions and like played around. James is doing loads of recording stuff, Mike's doing loads of recording stuff, it's cool. Cool. Nice. That's the thing, it's like when I was in the band and the band was doing well, like I never I never saw getting a normal job as like gi- like giving in because I yeah, guess some yeah, people yeah, do yeah, see yeah. that but yeah they're like I guess kids see the ba- like being in a band as being like yes that's the job I want and then sometimes you get in and you're like yeah but you could be making more money just right. literally doing the office job even though yeah, so even, nothing to look down even, on. even money no. aside it's like b- being in a band is cool because of the you are inherently creative and you get to do your creative job every day right yeah. like you get to have your outlet and your your kind of the energies that you get the biggest buzz from you get to do them every day yeah. and that's a real special thing like that doesn't but but similarly like sometimes only for 15 minutes if you're a support band on a tour of yeah. course touring is amazing because you're also you're adding in like you're traveling and yeah. you're seeing the world and you're hanging out with your friends and whatever and you're partying and like all that stuff is quite wholesome and fulfilling um but but the actual creative output part the part that is technically if we if you think about money the part that's actually making you money is a very small small part of that day yeah whereas if you find yourself a job that again not really thinking about money but that's paying you the same or a bit more but you're actually doing it for more of the day that can be far more fulfilling yeah like, more rewarding yeah, yeah way more rewarding um, and that's what I found I mean that won't be the same for everyone I'm I definitely am really lucky in that sense I know we're not here to talk about my job in HR because it's boring <laughs> as fuck to everyone listening but oh, I sometimes meet people and I'm talking about my job and they're like fuck you really like your job don't you I'm like yeah I'm really one of those rare oh, that's people good, that's yeah, lucky that's fucking that, you don't realise yeah. how good that is right? yeah. like obviously I know people who have left bands now who are just in jobs who hate yeah. every moment of it oh it sucks that's so sad and, and honestly from, from more of like a career counsellor point of view which is kind of <laughs> what I do it doesn't have to be like that no like it honestly doesn't there is there is something out there that will be and there's loads of stuff you can do to try and work out what that might be and work out what it is that makes you tick what it is that gets you motivated what are your satisfiers in life what are your dissatisfiers in life spend some fucking time working on that shit self self awareness self development and you will find the right bits of the puzzle that's what's going to happen Nice, I awesome. like that. No, it's Beautiful. great. That's absolutely fantastic to hear. Yeah, no, it's wicked. Awesome. Um, but going back to some of the other good times of Canterbury. The good times. <laughs> I'm looking for my beers. This is so you can't embarrassing. Lose the beers. They gone all What did I do? No, I've had two. There they are. Oh, there they are. Under your cap. Sorry. We're like, we'll just remind everyone that we're in a car. Yeah, we are in a right car, now. and they were under a uh, Pizza Planet hat. From Toy Story. From Toy Story. And yeah, for anybody who thinks I've got a child, I don't have a child. So it's why me. is that it's Toy me. Story hat in my car? Well, the child is me, but it's you. Anyway. Anyway. So I'm just uh, opening Sorry. up a Carry pump on. up the jam, jam donut pale ale. Sean Smith's well, recommendation. Over the loop pebbles, pale ale reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Go on, then, have a, have a sip. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, ASMR. Fuck You're gonna love this. That is like strawberry laces. 
Nice strawberries. Bad. I can't can. tell from your face. Uh, you can't see this because on a podcast, he's pulling his face. <laughs> nice as the. <laughs> <laughs> nice for the first sip. Well, I'll let you know oh, um, cool. how oh, it goes cool. down. But going back to some of the happy days, as I was trying to get at, um, it's actually the tenth year anniversary of Canterbury's debut album. Thank you. Is it now? It is. Yes. Uh, what was that? It would have been October. It was, no- we released it, it was in November I think the official date was November we were on tour with Billy Talent when we released that Ooh, nice. um, and yeah sorry don't carry on yeah you know, I was just going to say that how does it feel looking back on on that now especially being a, a debut record I'm sure it must have just where been. were you with Billy Talent when it came yeah, out it feels uh, makes me feel really old yeah um, <laughs> I think we were in Manchester Academy uh, it was the Academy, not the Apollo. Um, and it would have been a bit weird with that record because, like I mentioned earlier, there was. We had recorded that record in like 2007, um, and it was better than we were. Um, so we took a couple of years of playing as many shows as we could prior to releasing it so that we could be taken a bit more seriously when it did come out. But we were getting so bored of waiting around for oh I think this label's going to sign you and I think this this major's really sniffing around it's so exciting and let's go for dinner with these people and let's go for drinks with these people and all of that fucking shit that goes on um, that any trying musician will tell you about yeah. um, that we were like well all this streaming stuff's happening and all this like the industry's clearly changing and everyone's absorbing music anyway in fact consumption of music is at all time high sales are at an all time low like let's just leak our own album like let's just put it on the internet for free download and that's exactly what we did so it was I think it was kind of well I don't want to say one of the first but we like to deliberately say it's free here it is Uh, we had 10,000 downloads in like two weeks which we would not have got in sales that's crazy Um, so so and you know that that then probably turned into like merch sales or ticket sales or people at least getting an interest and it kind of got the presses pricked up and stuff and the record sounded good so we were like confident in the product I guess um, but I think we released it officially because we did do a hard hard copy of it okay. um, I think that might have been in November but I think we pushed go on the leak or the like official oh. we leaked it ourselves on something like the 27th of October or, or something around 5pm <laughs> <on the laughs> straight on to Napster we didn't even need to do that because it's like we wanted people to download it from our site because then we get an email address it was like oh. go yeah. like bring them to us you can share it sure but like this link I, I feel really bad now because I can't remember the name of the company we did it through there was like somebody that was kind of like yeah we can do that for you like technologically mechanically wise we can nice. we can swap an email address for this and then we just had all these like uh, essentially just a mailing list then we realised how much it was to fucking send a mail shot out <laughs> well like we got yeah. 10,000 email addresses they'll be like a pound a piece it's like what Ooh. I mean, it wasn't that much. Oh, but, I was going to say, yeah, it's crazy. I don't think it was that much, but it was like, <laughs> it's all very well and good having the email addresses. But but yeah, man, that was uh, 10 years. It makes me feel quite old. Yeah, sorry. But it does also feel that long ago. Like it was... A whole decade. Fucking ages yeah. ago. Also, I cringe slightly when I listen to that record. <laughs> but, but that's just because it's child me singing on it I had a I had a first with Billy Talent as well like you your debut album came out when you were with them we had our first ever Quran cover and we were with them in Paris and uh, we were looking at a rider which was six beers and 
Seven Waters and we were like oh, hey shit. cover a crang boys hey we made it here we are support and then Billy Talent brought in a massive pizza and we're like congratulations on the cover and we oh, were amazing like, yeah didn't even know you knew but you're Canadian so of course you're nice <laughs> those guys were so great <laughs> lovely we didn't know what the fuck we were doing back in 2008 when we toured with them we literally we were used to like railway in Winchester yeah Chinham Village Hall um like I guess we'd started working at like the toilet circuit, a bit of bar fly here and there, but could not believe it. Day day one on the fucking tour with Billy Talent, we was catering like fully catered. Yeah. We were like, how how much? Yeah. <laughs> like, can I have a jerk of a dude? How much for the yeah. cheese? Yeah, uh, you can have whatever you want. Uh, but whatever the fuck I want. Couldn't, couldn't <laughs> believe it. I also got kicked out of the venue first night. I was that sucked. That story. It's quite weird actually. Where were we? Nottingham, maybe? Shit. Can't remember where we were. First night of the tour, we play the show, buzzing our tits off, just so excited, big room. No one really gave a fuck, but we were fine with that. We were like, this is so exciting, can't believe we're here. We'd obviously had like 10,000 flyers printed for the gig. Management like, make sure I get your flyering done. (laughs) Yeah, no worries, we'll do that. and I think we after we played we just all had like pockets full of these things so we were just going around like buzzing around like literally kids um, and we were up on the balcony and the sh- there was a show stop during Billy Talent's set someone broke their leg in the middle of the pit Ooh. and we were like oh fuck but we were watching down from this balcony like still kind of excited and like oh wow what's gonna happen <laughs> so the whole crowd like moves apart and there's like security guards there and stuff and um I'm going to throw him under the bus here. James says to me, he's like, oh, mate, just chuck loads of uh, flies just off the balcony, like uh-huh. into the crowd. And then everyone will be like, oh, wow, yeah, cool. That's that band that opened. Um, so I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Just chuck this like sort of huge, like fountain of <laughs> fucking flyers down. Because um, at the time we were just promoting our free album. So we were like, just click here, whatever it was, was worth doing. And like the security guard looked up and like pointed and was like, what the fuck are you doing? we kind of like scarper back to our dressing room fucking security guard finds me and he or he comes into the dressing room and he's like right who was it who threw the who threw the flyers and I was like oh he was like you're all going to be kicked out I was like okay it's me like I'll, I'll whatever so he was like you lose the venue and I was like okay I said to my brother Nick he's our tour manager I was like oh, okay give me the keys I'll just go sit in the van it's cool my mistake I'll take a couple of beers it'll be fine fucking turns out later on like Billy Talent's tour manager had like come into the room and been like I heard about this what had gone on to be honest when I found out I wanted to kick you off the tour you don't behave like that I think the story had got back that I threw the flyers at the guy with the broken leg <laughs> oh no and it's like I, <laughs> oh you yeah. with a broken leg yeah I'm one of these yeah I've got a pocket full of heavy fucking eight, like A5 flyers <laughs> take that and, I'll get it no. I was just trying to promote my band mate yeah. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't want to do it but yeah, got nearly got kicked off the tour and got kicked out of the venue first night of my re- first real tour. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah, nice. Did you? Um, <laughs> Sorry, Billy Talent. Who were you surprised most by that you met? Was there anybody who was, ma- you know, in a huge band who was lovely, or anybody who was in a huge band who was a dick, or a small band who was a dick? Or uh, we never, we never really played with like massive bands, to be honest. Um, I mean the big, the big, the biggest shows we ever played with were Yumi at six, and those guys are just fucking sound. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if didn't we did any bit of Kerrang Awards on. We never oh, went. Didn't we? No, we see. This is the thing. We always were just kind of slightly off the 
off the scene like we just weren't quite involved I don't get that it was because a lot of bands love like a yeah. lot of bands loved you as well yeah. which was amazing and we, band's band. we were a band's band and we were very grateful for that um, and it seemed to the UK rock scene was the one that kind of adopted us mm. and that's the shows that we, we ended up playing but um we just we just never quite you know we'd have a Kerrang review but it would be like a tiny little column yeah we might get a couple of articles written about us every now and then but we just we were just always just slightly underdog which can work in your favour it yeah. meant that the build was way more organic and it meant that things you know the tours that we got on um, you know like Def Havana with you guys with you me at six like some of the bigger bigger tours we did were for our own merit mm. it wasn't because of some oh, yeah. buzz or some hype or whatever it was because somebody in that band liked our record which is sick like that's exactly how it should work but yeah never never really met I don't think so oh actually I say that I didn't meet him but Robert Plant was at a gig once <laughs> yeah nice yeah because we we did a tour um, us the Hot Melts and Sons of Albion there's another band on there. It sounds terrible. Fuck, I'm going to get in trouble. No, it doesn't actually matter. I don't it care. Matter. <laughs> I have a job now. I'm sorry, whoever that was um, yeah. that was on the other that was on the tour. Um, but Sons of Albion, fucking cool band. Um, the singer was Logan Plant. Oh, nice. Who is Robert mm. Plant's son? Who now owns Beaver Town Brewery? You know the? Does he? Yeah. Wow, so, yeah, he's fine. Um, but, <laughs> he's right. Yeah, he's fine. He's <laughs> as Robert Plant. But we were doing the Birmingham Bar Academy. You remember the yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, up the stairs? Um, and somebody was just like, dude at the back there in the shadows, Robert Plant. Bobby Plant? One? It's like, fuck off. Nice. I mean, I wouldn't even know what to I mean, yeah. So I didn't meet him, but... Yeah. yeah, he was nice. Oh, I remember saying to you guys when we did that tour together, when we did the... Um, we did the wrong notes as the headline thing. Yep, yep, yep. I remember saying to um, Mike, in particularly, when you guys are bigger than us, please, <laughs> please take us on tour. Because I was fucking convinced. Yeah. I generally, I'm sure yeah, there's, yeah. there's tweets out there that me, I said, Canterbury are going to be the next Coldplay. You motherfuckers. Well, that's... Um uh, thanks, mate. By that, I, mean, by that, I thought you were all going to marry uh, Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and have a son called Apple. Uh, yeah, and name yeah. how different fruit does children. Is it a son called Apple or a daughter called son, Apple? Son, I think. Um, yeah, well, that's obviously very nice for you to say. Okay. Um, but I guess for every Coldplay, there's like 5,000 non Canterbury's. <laughs> not true. No. Look at, the thing is, people are going to go back, they're going to listen to this episode, then go back and be like, what the fuck? How did I miss? Because we've had it, we've had it with other people as well. Like yeah. We've had people go, people, Tom Jenkins, a lot, like a lot of people, you know, outside of Wales, yeah. might not have heard of Tom and then they've listened back to his stuff and gone, whoa, that's fucking unbelievable. I, I think oh, that's going to happen. Mate, we had, um, the last couple of singles that Straight Lines released before mm. they just sort of they, I mean I think they just really, they were like drop it and go yeah. they didn't even like try and push yeah. these singles they just had a couple of tunes we were listening to them in the van the other day fuck me that's powerful shit like yeah. the fucking lyric it's just like heavy stuff that's why yeah. it's amazing to see Tom doing what he's doing now because it's so stripped back but it was um yeah, like fucking awesome. Like really, mm. really good stuff. But going back to what Sean was saying, one thing I did want to mention is that we've had so many people since starting the podcast wanting to hear stories from Canterbury and yeah. so many bands mentioning that they never understood why Canterbury didn't see the heights maybe they thought you should have deserved. Looking 
at all that for you is it just great in a sense to have that kind of can't be no you can't if someone's telling you you never let me be nice on these do you no, I well, know, but it's not that it's just I know what that feeling that feeling's like that's why I like okay but no it is it, it, I mean yes I see what you mean it's nice from both sides it's also. like it's 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 bittersweet isn't it that's, yeah. a, that's a bit like this IPA actually <laughs> <laughs> we call it back um, yeah we go back strawberry um, review but it's uh no, but yeah, you, you get buzz from someone telling you you're fucking shit hot, right? Like, that's yeah. like somebody's just saying, like, oh, it's cr- it's it's when someone goes on, it's like, oh, it's criminal that you weren't. It's like, well, yeah, all right, man, that is what it is, though. Yeah. Like, that's how it played out. I also, that brings me around to the thought of, like, it's not really about how good your fucking songs are because there are so many bands that have just been fucking amazing, yeah. like, really brilliant, brilliant bands where you just think that song is a banger. And for whatever reason, the cocktail of of ingredients like it can be as sometimes it can be as something as stupid as the band's manager doesn't get on with somebody else or the band's booking agent isn't friendly with somebody else because it's literally because it's such a people-led industry rather than like a talent-led industry Mm. you know like it's all relationships so by nature of that it's it's humanly complex there is no saying whether anything's a sure thing or not um so I love it I love to hear that someone has the opinion that they thought we should have been bigger than we are like that's cool it's like nice one but because that means that they're into it so on a personal level it's like that's that's awesome but it's just the way it went like it's there's there's not really anything you know no no one move at any point was the reason that it didn't connect and I don't even really know how to define what this kind of like higher level that people were expecting is you know it's like what fucking Wembley Stadium like I don't, <laughs> I I don't even know like I wanted to do to a me, story or so bad and they shut that down before we were even a band so yeah. it's like um, Brixton Academy I guess but we played a support show there so it's kind of ticked off hmm. I don't know man to make it a viable career I guess to be able to have like for it to be your actual day job I always I always consider Canterbury as having been semi-pro Okay, I guess yeah. to take it pro would have been the idea where it's just like that is what you do yeah um, but yeah man it's, it's a bittersweet yeah. thing to I hear I was just trying to get out to having that kind of still having that connection with people after all these years but still in some form just be nice to know people did care and still do it's awesome yeah. it's yeah it's really amazing and that's the fucking beautiful thing about music because it just transcends um like trends or whatever like if it if if a piece of music and especially nowadays when it's just it will last forever in a digital mm. me- medium it, it will never go away so people can enjoy that forever and when you hear about someone that's enjoyed it it's just like that's really awesome it's yeah. better than a fucking like on instagram anyway 100 percent, 100 percent. is there um ever any likelihood of there being <laughs> any canterbury gigs See, I want to say no as the as the answer. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm I'm too open minded and curious as a person to just stick by that as the answer. Like me, me, Mike, and James especially. Because obviously Scott left the band. We had Valley drumming for us for a bit. So that piece of the puzzle maybe not so clear. But the three of us are still such like like brother mates for life it gets mentioned every now and then when we get pissed up 
I think musically there's some other exercises that that we want to take first and and I don't maybe not from my point of view I like I say doing this stuff with Tom is amazing that's kind of exercise that stuff the other guys have like maybe solo stuff maybe not solo stuff but that they want to just get out their system I think um which I absolutely respect and that's fucking awesome and I want to hear it um but yeah maybe that's the that's the that's the good thing about having gone out on our own terms like yeah. we you know it would be really lame to say we're coming back for a show and then it'd just be like I don't <laughs> know I, I don't think weed, you know what I, mean? I do not think it would well, it's hard to know because it has but, been it's and, been and a while is, we're kind of we're kind of in the nostalgia around yeah. again cycle it's like I, you know obviously I see people saying oh I've got the black and black together and you know because a lot of well, my chem you know yeah. it's, uh, it's it's every, everyone is getting back together and doing things and I yeah please do not rule out the Canterbury one yeah I mean we wouldn't we wouldn't rule it out the thing is I think I think when we have talked about it and whether we've just been pissed up or whatever it is it's not been like um oh let's just do a show for the sake of doing a show because we miss it and like, that'd be a bit of a selfish reason to do it we'd it would be around a song or a yeah. record or like something creative something musical that we're like oh well we now have this that's floated to the top and that's the people i want to do it with and yeah oh look it just so happens that it's canterbury but i don't know yeah i don't the others if they listen to this will be like shut the fuck up dude it's a no right it's, it's, it's an outright no but I don't want to I don't want to just say that like yeah. as if it's car forever that's cool okay mm. no but that, that that does give me some I don't think we'll ever be a band again yeah. you know I don't think that will ever be yeah. like our thing and that we spend our entire time doing but it's kind of like what Chris from Funeral for a Friend told us back a couple of weeks ago he was saying that um like if Film for Friend did any more shows, it would just be, I guess, festival sets. It's not, it, they're not looking to write right. a new album. Yeah, I think ours would be kind of the the opposite. I'd I'd want to I'd want it to be around something. Yeah. Um, every now and then I'll be like noodling around and singing a melody or whatever, and I'll be like, That's, that would that would have been on a Canterbury album <laughs> <laughs> I've done that myself so, yeah, exactly, yeah. oh wouldn't this that's be the next Blackout Hook yeah so yeah I mean it's yeah I'm not 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 gonna it's a no officially yeah but it's not really a no words of Justin Bieber because you can't never say never right that's right. exactly who I was thinking of as yeah. I was saying that <laughs> Canterbury's biggest influence <laughs> Justin Bieber but yeah but cool. coming, coming back full circle now with these shows of Tom yeah man how did the call first happen for you to, to do stuff <laughs> with, with him Cause good good question it, like was it just another drinking idea or something no I mean me and Tom have been mates for a long time he we were big straight line fans um we he came on tour with us just as a roadie a couple of times um one uh, we had a headline tour and he just came out acoustic because we just wanted him there like because he's a fucking laugh and he he, re he just released that acoustic record that continental keys do you yeah. remember hmm. and we were like oh let's get him opening every night so he was kind of part opening part kind of drunken harlequin part kind of just best mate on the road and then he was like, oh, I'll come out with you guys because we did European tour with Kids in Glass Houses as well. Um, and he was like, oh, I'll just come out. I don't need to open. I'll just 
I know those guys so let's just party so I've been like really good mates with him for a long time um, seen him in the in the last years since but yeah, I just got a uh, phone call from him like back in when we would have been like early 2018 last year just like oh well I've got these songs now I'm going to send some to you do you want to play bass like it'd be fun I was like mate I don't really like I'm just I'm not really a bass player like um, I play the bass because our bassist left <laughs> I picked up the bass and like I play the bass like I play the guitar it's like and I've got no musical training I was blabbering on like this and he's like shut the fuck up and just like let's just get in the room I was like fine let's do it had like um a pre-production session he sent me a few songs I was like this is sick and and then he came down to London um with Elijah who produced Tom's record yeah um guy from Texas who's been friends with Tom for years as well um and they came down to kind of do this pre-production I was kind of like shit in my pants I was like fuck I barely know how to play anyway like I haven't picked up the bass in years um and we just jammed it out and like kind of helping like sculpt some of the tunes and doing some of the arrangement and he just throws out there he was like oh I'm thinking of doing the record in Texas with with Elijah and I'm like oh cool man yeah it's gonna be wicked like just not even thinking for a minute that I'm gonna be involved with that part of it um came up to the farm came up to Wales a few times doing some rehearsals with the other guys um Lau and and Danny um from band Cuba Cuba yeah um and we just all like as a, as a group of four we just got on really well just like really good gelling the songs were already written and fucking banging so it wasn't like a hard task there was no kind of like effort that we needed yeah. to put in apart from just like getting it right and and like doing right by Tom <laughs> he's the boss um but then yeah I remember he was just like oh he called me up he was like oh mate uh yeah, I think it'll go to Texas, maybe like November. It's like, <laughs> nice. oh yeah, yeah, good man, Subtle good, Welsh. good, good I like man. It. Yeah, well, you know, he's not got the thickest accent, has he? But, <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, I think it'll come to us, going to Texas. You free on on these days? I was like, oh mate, you can play these bass lines with your eyes closed. Like, there's, there's, you don't, like, don't fork out for me to come to play Texas. Ah, oh, fucking life's too short, but fucking, you're coming to Texas. I was like, yeah, amazing. Nice. So we spent two weeks drunk in Texas nice and somehow came out with this amazing record um and now we're taking it on the road I mean yeah. it's it's like a it's a really strange full circle like yeah. it's a really weird because through all of this I I wasn't like music's gotta be my thing like I've not <laughs> been fighting for that to be the case you know I have you know I've got my job there's all this stuff yeah. going on in my life which is like completely external but the the power of just connection of with a person brings you to want to create together and then that is that's what's come from it so I guess yeah it's just all it's still all a bit of a head fuck to be honest yeah. awesome though. but it's fucking awesome and glad um, to see everybody everybody involved in that project doing something yeah enjoying yeah. it and having a laugh and just getting out there and such a great laugh to people yeah and and t- yeah, Tom just uh He's like tour dad, tour manager, <laughs> the talent, you know. <laughs> so he's one of the most unintentionally funny people I've ever met. Sometimes I find myself just laughing at him. I'm like, oh, he didn't mean to be funny then. And I feel bad. <laughs> I'm like, ah! oh, he didn't mean. Oh. He's, he's also one of the hardest working because I don't know any other farmers personally, but I've <laughs> never known anyone to 
like it's dusk till dawn no other way around dawn till dusk yeah. dusk till dawn's the zombies yeah twats to get all that tribal tattoo up their arm and up their neck from dusk till dawn Sick. that was the first movie where that's yeah that's why i've got it as well yeah those tats <laughs> the george clooney look <laughs> yeah the um he just uh, yeah i'm staying up at his uh at the bungalow up on the farm and he's like you hear the door go at like fucking five o'clock in the morning and he's out feeding the cows and doing this and building fences and like then we'll go rehearse and then we'll go practice and then he'll go back and he has to fucking grind the barley and do all this I'm like sheer a sheep it's, I mean, it's unbelievable like he just yeah and then he's like, and he's like farm fit as well so like he entered like a half marathon the other day and did it in like fucking hour or something it's like oh I didn't even know <laughs> oh, I but love yeah, it. Yeah, just love it. On a, oh, I was just thinking about catching a sheep. I was. I just thought to myself, "Is a sheep out there? I got to catch him." Next minute, I done half marathon. Yeah, literally, I, yeah. I went out with him when, when the first times I came up on the quad bike out shepherding. And it's unbelievable. He's going to be listening to this like, what the fuck, Luke? Why are you telling these stories? This is my normal day job. But it's like... No, but this, this, yeah. but this is the thing. It's like, to me, that's super fucking cool, right? Yeah. And then there's, there's kids who listen to this who will go, that's super fucking cool. Who have come to listen for rock and roll stories who will now hear that and be like, that's fucking cool. Because that yeah. is fucking cool. Yeah, so so cool. We, had to, we had to drive around these acres and acres of land on this, on this quad bike as the sun's coming up. Um, and he was like just keep your eye out for a sheep with like blue spray paint on it and I'm like alright man and then obviously I don't fucking see it but he does he's like oh there it is and we're like great he's like turn off the engine stay here I'm gonna go shepherd it into a corner because I need to pounce on it because we need to give it some medicine and I was like alright so I'm just like sitting there and he's doing all the fucking come by lay down lay down and he's like herding these sheep and I'm like fucking Tom like you're in straight lines mate this is unbelievable like what's going on Hurts him into a corner, literally rugby tackles this sheep. And he's like, come on then, Luke, bring it over. And I'll bring the quad bike over. And he gets out the penicillin and gives it this fucking shot, sprays another X on its back, says he's had two doses. We'll go find the other ones. Awesome. I like came back for breakfast and I was like, I can't believe what's just happened. <laughs> I thought it was coming up for <laughs> rehearsal. Once a week, dude. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Every bloody Every day. Every single day. That is not a job. That is fully aware of life. Wow, and yeah. it is inspiring very much so yeah that's awesome incredible cool yeah. well thank you very very much for doing this yes, thank you very much for having me no I, um, anytime I'm a fan and it's uh, yeah it's quite cathartic actually just uh, having a having an outlet to talk about Canterbury I think I talk about Canterbury and the band a bit to people I meet anyway because oh yeah in this past life I did this but not necessarily being asked direct questions about Mm. it like in retrospect so thanks one of my favourite British bands of all time ever thank you mate and people will listen to this I implore you to go and listen to Canterbury Um, you'll be better for it they're going to be the next Coldplay they're going to be the next Coldplay I'm I'm fucking sticking by it (laughs) I'm sticking by he's going to he's going to find this tweet he did and he's going to retweet it I'm going to find it he's going to find it definitely I'll just tweet it again yeah no, it's still happening, I tell you. I have, they might have, but I haven't given up that they're going to be the next Coldplay. But yeah, thank you very yeah, much for doing this. Thanks, Thanks mate. So much. Nice one, guys. Um, thank you for the music and friendship and being Aww. a top chap. You're very, Constantly. very welcome. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers, guys. You listen to Sammy Morgan! Wicked! Yes. Wicked! Luke from Canterbury. 
on Sapnin Podcast episode 55. Thank you so much for taking time out yes. and jumping in the back of Sean's car to have an emotional, deep and thoughtful conversation about your life, career and just lovely things, memories. When you said jump in the back of the Sean's car then for some deep and emotional, I was like, oh, he's been watching me, have you? And then I realised you were talking about the interview. What the Blackout and Canterbury got up to on tour stays on tour. And I will not have those stories on this podcast. Okay. Because we will get sued. Yeah. I know. I was talking about all the dogging I do in this car. That's what I was trying to get at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you smell it? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you very much again to Luke for coming on. We had a lovely fucking chat. What a great gig. I urge you. I genuinely urge you to go and see Tom Jenkins live if you can. Because um, the record's amazing, but live it's it's oh, something it's else. Beautiful. It's something else. It's beautiful. It's haunting. It's magnificent. It's a sight to behold. So please go check out Tom Jenkins and Luke Preble in Tom Jenkins's band. And it's literally a sight to behold because Luke's not bad in the eye. Oh, Morgan's just come out again. Um, <laughs> fair enough, Morg. Fair enough, but yeah, no, you are right. He is He's, a good-looking chap. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Okay, thank you very Whoa. much. Yeah. Imagine it. Oh, I can't even go into I can't even go into joking with you because you cut it out. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, f- first full episode all recorded in Sean's car. Hundred percent car. After this, right? That would have been the last three weeks of guests with it being ex bassists from bands. Accidental ex bassists month. That's <laughs> yeah. what we've done, is it? Yeah. Who do we have? We've had Dallin Weeks. Dallin Weeks, formerly of Panic at the Disco, now of I don't know how, but you found me. Then last week was the Stuart Richardson. Yes, formerly, formerly of, of Lost, Lost Profits, Profits now, now No Devotion and Thursday Fame. And of course Luke. Ex Canterbury, now of Tom Jenkins fame. and Bass Fame. Hmm. Well, that was an accident we didn't mean. Well. Thank you very much if you've listened to um, Three Bases Talking. I know um, nobody really cares what bases have to say, but, you know. <laughs> we <We've laughs> are the best members we can get. I'm only joking. No, I'm only they, joking. Thank you very much <laughs> to all three of those chaps. We have literally um, had our minds blown lately with some of the comments and love being shown for previous episodes. Yeah. Especially the Stuart Richardson episode. Yeah, it was very, so. very touching. So thank you for everyone who sent us uh, a message. And if you haven't checked out those episodes, make sure you do an all 54 other episodes of Sapling Podcast yes. available now on Apple Music, Spotify, Acasting, everywhere else that you can stream podcasts from. Yes, Make sure you are subscribed where you can, like our stuff, comment on our Instagram, and all that jazz. So yes. if you want to go and follow us, at Sapling Pod on Instagram and Twitter, how would you spell it, Sean? At S-A-P-P-E-N-I-M-P-O-D, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-M-P-O-D. You can also check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Yes. But before we go into that, we need a word of the week to let, so you can let us know that you've reached this far. Well, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed um, spending time with Luke in and out of the car. And um, we had a lot of uh, banter. Okay. So I think it's only right we go for word of the week. This week is Banterbury. Oh. Canterbury with a B in a, in a, Morgan style pun I like that That has made me Want to kill myself I've gone for Banterbury So yeah This week's word of the week Banterbury Hashtag Banterbury Tag it Let us know That you listen to this Bollocks Because 
I genuinely, I can't believe anybody gets it, but some people do. So congratulations to you guys, and I'm sorry. And we love you very, very much. Yes. Now, if you go to the description of this episode, there's loads of names, loads and loads Not of names. Not only is there a fancy description that you write out every week, which some people just probably blindly ignore more. Do you know, I actually, yeah, I do take a lot of time to write this description. Yeah. So ch- guys, go and check, check out Morgan's descriptions, even if you just go back and read the other descriptions <laughs> of the other podcast. Because <laughs> you put some bloody effort into them, but I don't know how many people see them. Yeah, but there's a lot of names in there that we need to thank, so as a massive thank you to all those names in there, but we've got to give a massive shout out to the elite members of our Patreon <laughs> that <laughs> are <laughs> as follows. Yes, thank you very much to Dana Lasnova, Kylie Wheeler, Mitch Perry, Samantha Spray, John Price, Amadine Urbano, Emma Barber, Liam Connolly, Kelly Young, Nathan Crawshaw, Paul Hirschfield, Kelly Ewan, Scarlett Charlton, Lorimar Sanchez, Nessa Smith, Kate Patak, Jenny Munster, Amy Campion, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, Martina McManus, Caden Denudston, Erin Howard, John and Emma, James Oakley, Kieran Lewis, Marty Jacobson, Mike Cunningham, Shani Meyer Boxel Anderson, Sharif Howard. Oh, he's messed about with his name. Sharif Awid did 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 Dali Wali. <laughs> that sounds right. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to spell this out because he might have made me look like a racist because I'm not a racist and he's written his name. It's not only Awad. I know Sharif Awad Ali, right? He's written Awa O W A D I D I D A L L Wali. Awid did Awid did did Dalwa. Sharif, how did the Wally? He's like, trumped you there. Yeah, have, yeah. Um, thank you very much to Patrick <laughs> Anthony Wakefield Newbury, Michael Engler. Thank you very much to uh, Lydia Henderson, Livy Cropper, Kelly Cannon, Amy Thomas, Ricky McClurg, Scott Jones, Stuart McNaught, Jamie Bluer, Tony Michael, Jenny Robertson, Craig Harris, Jordan Burchard, Lawrence, no name, just Lawrence, Kate Stevenson, and Last by no means least, thank you very much for joining to Ryan Woodman as well. Yeah. Sorry that took so long. It was incredible. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, thank you very much to those people. Your um, support doesn't go unnoticed. Yes. And we appreciate it very, very much. Thank you very much. If you're a new member of the Patreon, if you're an old member, if you've upgraded, downgraded, given up on us, just got started with us. Thank you very much. We love you and we appreciate you massively. We do. We're all helping. If you'd like to get your name read out on the podcast at the end of each episode or other crazy bundles of joy that comes from our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash happening. I've just had this thought, right? If I was a brand, yeah, you only have to pay whatever that is for that, that tier, and then you get a mention every week on the podcast. So if you're a brand, just yeah, per month you get four technically adverts, adverts on a... And especially mm. if your brand's got a cool name because then people will be like oh what's that I'll yeah, go check I'll that check out, out. Yeah. Mm. genius oh get involved in your yeah. brandy knobs cool <laughs> cool yeah, this, that's has it, been, it? this has been Satman Podcast episode 55 from Sean's car yes. do you have any final words of this week's episode it's been a nice one it's been very touching I've enjoyed it when I make the graphic I write my Satman Podcast <laughs> instead but no one's gonna get that until they listen well yeah the Bastards will have to listen. I don't want people just to see the graphic and go, oh, yeah, I can imagine what that conversation's about. <laughs> no, it's Listen to it, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, to Luke. Thank you very much to Tom Jenkins yes. for having us. Thank you very much to Morgan. Oh. Um, thank you very much to myself. What mm-hmm. a guy. Um, <laughs> that's it. 
cool. This is the end of the podcast in cars. Wait, you look like you're about to say something. I just, I've, I've just realised I haven't mentioned this. You know when we said about how good Canterbury and everything are? Yeah. That is correct. But also, go and check out their albums because they oh, yeah, are very, that. very good. Yes. Dark Days is superb. Heavy in the day. Oh my God. There <laughs> is... Well, we have a, we had... I don't want to go on, but we had an argument earlier about what the term bangers, right? That album, you have to agree with me, is full of bangers. Mm. No, it's a... No... It's I, can't, very... I can't go into this now, but bangers mean something completely different to me, and I don't mean sausages, I just mean club bangers. But it's got loads of good songs, yeah? It's got l- great songs. Absolutely. My album 2015, you cheeky shit. You're making me out to sound like I don't like Canterbury. No, I don't. I love Canterbury! <laughs> More new! Do you want a Canterbury fight? Let's go up there, right? Or we'll sing Canterbury. <laughs> Basically, we're on top of a car park right now, right? Out in the out in the rain. <laughs> Me and you go out there. We just shout Canterbury lyrics till one of us dies. I'm in some ga- sort of game for this. In this some is sort weird. of Yu-Gi-Oh type. <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh, thanks for listening. Saying. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you next Friday. Oh, good luck, everyone. Stay alive. Please never die. Stop then. Stop then. Okay, now. <laughs>then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.